welcome. Hey, it's uh, September the 7th, my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, sister. Uh, 2016. Or rather, happy birthday, Matt's sister. So, yes, exactly. Not your sister. No, not my sister. Uh, it's November. So, yeah, I'm Matt, and he's Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. And uh, so, yeah, Media Book Podcast, we talk about movies, television, filmed entertainment, and today, more than all, video games. You forgot music. Oh, I did. Music. You said movies, television, film. <laughs> Same thing, really. I don't know. It was a weird week for music, this is for sure. I don't know. Uh, I got some music stuff. Okay. I found some stuff. Cool. All right. Taylor Swift and uh, Tom Hiddleston broke up. Yes, they actually... <laughs> okay, we'll say that now. They were under my uh, renewed and died. <laughs> Cute. Well, we're getting out of order. Let's talk yes. about the box office. So if you recall, last week we... We talked about it. We talked we didn't necessarily about it. make a prediction because there we, was like nothing coming out. There was one movie coming out yeah. that was Life Between Notions. We knew it wouldn't be number one, so we just assumed that Don't Breathe would roll over to number one. And what one. do you know? It did. Yep. Shocker. I mean, not shocker. So ending your summer over uh, Labor Day weekend, the unofficial end of the summer season, is yet another horror movie crowning yep. the summer of horror. Yeah. Uh, that was 2016. Yeah, not, not a whole lot of blockbusters, just... Horror. Horror's, horrors uh, made up a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, they're cheap to make, make a lot of money, and yeah. It's true. So, uh, your number one was Don't Breathe, bringing mm-hmm. in $15.8 million. Not great. It's something. It's not great, but a 40% drop is a great move. Yeah. 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 Uh, puts it at $51 million overall. Which is great uh, out of $10 million investment. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Easily. Yep. Uh, your number two movie was, again, Suicide Squad. Not even hitting $10 million. However, um, at this rate, it should hit over $300 million domestic next weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That choice a $300 million club up there with um, Batman v Superman, Deadpool, Viney Dory, and, of course, Captain America. That sounds about right. Yep. Uh, big blockbusters. Yeah. yeah. Your, your tent poles, if you will. Yep. I just wish my poles in my tent were a little better. Yeah, straighten them out? <laughs> yes. Gotta loop them up? They, yeah, they, 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 need, they have like the foldy ones, and we need to make sure that they don't fold and the whole tent collapses. Um, I know that you can use <laughs> tape. Uh, you use, use the uh, little blue tape. The, the blue tape? Yeah, the blue tape. The blue tape. Yeah. What's the movie equivalent of blue tape? It's gaffer's tape, actually. Ah. <laughs> there we go. All right. And uh, your third movie was Kubo and the Two Strings. Hold on. Holding strong, uh, 18% drop. Counter-programming. Yep. There's no other family movie out right now. Yep. 6.3 million. Yep. Puts it up to 34 million, and uh, internationally, it actually hit over its uh, goal of 60 million. Great. That's yeah. good to hear. That's good. Good job, uh, Leica. Yeah, animators getting paid is what we want to hear more of. I know we said last week we were going to see this movie, but damn it, yet again, we ran didn't. out of time. Well, I mean, consider this, that we moved yeah. in the last two weeks, and also, I bought a car. Yeah, you bought a car. Uh, it's been a little busy around here. Yep. So, yeah, um, we haven't had a whole lot of time seeing movies. Uh, I think we could have gone on Sunday. Yeah, we could have. But then we were on the movies on Sunday. I had to return the rental, and I had some other stuff. That I oh, yeah, then we ran to Mark. Yeah, yeah so things, things have happened. Yep, as soon as things are happening. Yeah, then I bought an iPad. And things will keep happening, yep. this looks like. So, yeah, uh, we'll see movies when we see movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, number four was a surprise return as Pete's Dragon comes out of the depths of number six to cross over to number four. Sure. With 6.3 million, 14% drop. Okay. It hits goal at domestic, $64 million, Okay. Over 60 And lastly, uh, at number five was Sausage Party. $5.1 million, 30% drop. 88 overall. Yeah. Out of $20 million. It's going to teeter out right below the 100 That sounds about right. Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll hit the 90 next week, and then probably just teeter out there. Maybe it'll limp over, like, 101, or, like, 100 and change. Yeah, maybe. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. And uh, speaking of The Light Between Oceans, the movie that opened last week, opened in eighth place. Mm. $4.7 million. Woof. On a budget of what? 20. 
Oof. Yeah. Yikes. Not gonna make its money here. Nope. Uh, funny enough, this was a joint venture by Disney and DreamWorks. Their last yeah. joint venture. Yeah. And I feel like they don't regret. I feel like maybe they might regret that deal. <laughs> I feel like they weren't even trying the last two with this one and the BFG. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Disney cares. Yeah. To be honest. I think well, because I don't think they had anything to gain out of it. Yeah. The, er, er, I mean, DreamWorks is going to go to Universal after this, and yeah, I don't think they really cared. They're just like, okay, sure, we'll just put these out and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because Disney doesn't have to worry about it. They have enough of their own releases to keep themselves busy. I feel like Universal would be a better partner because they they have about the same kind of level mm-hmm. of like you know stuff they're dealing with, and so like I feel like that they're a better creative partner. Well, it used to be Viacom for that. Right. Or Paramount. Yeah, they did the distribute distribution to Paramount for a while. Yeah, and then they went to Disney for like four years. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. Nope. Disney's, Turns out not worth it. Disney well, doesn't care. Yeah, well, that's when Disney was in a big buying streak. Right. And now they see what works and what did, and they're letting the dead weight go. Oh, yeah, because they, they are nothing but a well-oiled machine this year. Disney is cranking them out. Yep, Disney pumping money. Yep, prints it. Making that Disney money. All right, uh, uh, let's go this coming next week. week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have the Disappointments Room. The Disappointments Room? Yes. What What's this? Uh, I think this is an indie movie. I don't know why I have this on here. I don't know. Uh, we also have Sully, the um, right. Clint Eastwood-directed Tom Hanks-starred movie. Yeah. That is not Flight. Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't really care for Clint Eastwood. I liked Clint Eastwood's uh, last movie he directed. What? Not, not the Grand Torino. The other one. What was the other one? Um, <laughs> American Sniper. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. I liked it. Okay. So, if he keeps that style, I could see it. But then again, I still have Flight in the back of my head. Yeah. Thinking it's kind of the same thing. Movie about pilot. Yeah, movie about pilot that did something heroic. Yeah. And is being questioned for it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. We'll have to see how it does. Since and it's your biggest release this week, it'll probably be your number one. Uh, we have uh, two other releases, though. When the Bow Breaks. Right, which I saw an ad for yesterday. <laughs> yes. For the first time. Didn't know that existed. And The Wildlife 2016. Oh, ew. That's the one I can't figure out. The trailers are like, okay, there's pirates. Oh, but this is also about animals. Yes, this is the animated movie. Yeah, and I'm really confused about whether it's about the pirates if or if it's about the animals and why they're interacting with each other or if they even interact with each other. I feel like there's almost like in two different movies. <laughs> the trailers are weird. Uh, it's made by N-Wave Pictures and distributed by Studio Canal. So it's foreign. Yes. <laughs> That's what that tells me. Well, it's... Uh, yeah, it's foreign. Uh, yeah, flight is a flight. Wow, I did it. You Sully. Did. Sully will be your number one next week. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when the bow breaks. Uh, nope. No. Nope. Really? Sully will be your number one. It's my bet. Are you really betting on the horror? Horror. <laughs> uh, horror. I'm. Horror. For this week, I think I might. I never doubt black audiences. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. Oh, sorry. Mentioning that. Yeah. It's a horror um, movie that just happens to have an African-American cast. Yes, you're right. Right. But I still think that Sully will be your... Yeah, that's the name of the movie. Will be the number one movie this weekend. All right. Uh, you go with that. I'll go with this one. Uh, Disappointments Room is by Relativity Media. Uh, it's about Kate Beckinsale. Okay. Her husband and five-year-old son, Lucas, started a new life after moving to Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn. And then after settling in, they experienced terrifying visions and dreams. You cannot explain. Visions and dreams? Visions and dreams. That seems too much. Yep. Ah, that sounds boring. It's a horror mystery, it looks like. Yeah. I don't think anybody knows that that movie that that that, that movie exists, so I don't think... Disappointments room. Big disappointment. (laughs) Easy to call it right there. (laughs) It's in the name. 
right, movie news. All right, movie news. Oh, speaking of uh, not Clint Eastwood, but old directors. Accurate. Yes, uh, Mel Gibson has a new movie coming out. Does he though? Yes, called Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. I heard a little bit about this this morning. Yes. Um, this is the uh, Mel Gibson movie about a World War Two. Uh-huh. Uh, battle is in Okinawa, about the U.S. Army medic, Andrew Garfield. Okay. The man who won the, I think it's the Purple Heart, or the, uh, is it the Purple Heart or the Medal of Honor without firing a shot? Uh, okay. In World War Two. Interesting. Yeah. Apparently, it premiered at uh, Venice, the Venice Film Festival this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And it ended with a 10-minute standing ovation. Oh, boy. Yeah. Alrighty. <sighs> well. So, is Mel Gibson back? Here's Did he that, ever leave? <laughs> here's that age-old question. Do we judge the art for art's sake? Or do we bring in the biases of its creator? I, if you're going to go that route, Birth of a Nation has some questions yes, for you. And I, and I said the same thing about that. Yep. Is we have to ultimately decide about, like, whether or not that we should praise this person regardless of what they did. And I think in this case, Mel Gibson has proven himself to be pretty irredeemable. Okay. But so was Rob Lowe. And look at him now. And we'll get to Rob Lowe later. Well, again, it depends on who you are. Yes. I kind of don't care for the dude. But I understand some people still think he's cool. And yes, probably did enjoy that roast last night. But we'll get to that later, as you said. I think, as for Hacksaw Ridge, I believe that if you watched the movie and then didn't know it was Mel Gibson directing, you'd think it was a good job. Or a well-done movie. Uh, well... Do you know that, or are you just assuming I'm just that? assuming yeah. that. Yeah, see, that's the thing. And who knows, again, you know, it's it's ultimately a question of Right, and then also, at that point. depending on the audience, because this is a Venice Film Festival, these are people in the know who would know about Hacksaw Ridge and know that it's directed by Mel Gibson, and probably up there with, uh, brown, with their brown noses, standing up and clapping. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. Uh, remains to be seen, but yes, this is getting it's getting incre- increasingly difficult to um, have heroes in the movie industry. Is is base uh, actually in the entertainment industry, actually celebrities in general. Speaking of celebrities <laughs> and heroes, Johnny Depp. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, so he's uh, uh, just now uh, signed on to star in a movie that I think most people will be no, interested really. in. Okay. He's set to star in a Biggie and Tupac murder mystery called Labyrinth. Wait. Wait. Yes. One more time. Labyrinth. As in Lab. Lab. Capital Lab. Rinth. Yes. So this does not involve Jim, Hunts- Jim Henson's Muppets? No, this is not Jim Henson's Muppets. Okay. <laughs> What about somebody this else's This is not Muppets? Del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth, either. Okay. What about somebody else's Muppets? Uh, no, it's not Avenue Q. Okay. <laughs> so no Muppets at all? No Muppets. All right. Tell me about Lab Rent. I just did. That's it? Yeah, that's the basic synopsis that they've given. So it's a biggie Tupac mystery. Yes. I, I believe from what people are gathering is that Johnny Depp will play the detective who has to investigate both these say, murders. I because I would like to. I wouldn't like to see him try to be either Biggie or Tupac. <laughs> so this is good news. Yes. I feel like he would be the detective investigating both of these murders without that ended up not having anyone convicted yes. for him. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Moitas. What else? Uh, moving on, uh, last piece of news that I have here. Okay. It deals with the Academy. Of motion picture. Of motion pictures, arts, and sciences. Yes. And how they have those new rules in place. Right. Well, someone's going to sue. Great. Awesome. Okay. Yep. 
Uh, Robert Bassing, 91, age 91. Yep. Screen, <laughs> screenwriter. Yep, yep, age 91, say no more. Yep. He's been a member of the Writers Branch for 57 years uh-huh. and was informed in a letter uh, this past or this past weekend or two weekends ago uh, from the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences uh, that he would no longer, his vote would no longer count. Mm-hmm. That he was one of an unspecified number of members that would lose their ele- eligibility to vote on the grounds of industry inactivity. Yeah. Yep. That checks out. So this was given to him in a letter. He decided to pass this letter on to the Hollywood Reporter. Of course. Yep. And they quote it. And it quotes saying that he may qualify for emeritus status. Okay. Which appears to involve the removal of voting rights. Ah, okay. That's how they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, The letter asked Basking, who mostly worked for TV in the 60s, and last screen credit was in 1977. Yep. For the yep. horror film Evil Town. Well, then, yeah. Yep. Then he is 100% eligible. He should not be uh, voting. So he's eligible. He's eligible to yeah. not vote. Yeah. To be kicked off. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yes. He qualifies. Uh, to pass on any information which might influence a decision, he says that members uh, will have a chance to appeal any decision. However, since the academy is said to be a comp, however, the academy is pretty confident that it can see up any such action of this of legal procedures mm-hmm. because it's a private organization and can change its rules as it sees fit. Exactly. There's no use in suing them. But he's going to anyways. But he's going to lose. Right. <laughs> but he's at least the first one to step up and say something. I mean, maybe the use of at least is a little erroneous here. I mean, he, of course, is the first person to say uh-huh. something. Somebody was inevitable. Uh, somebody was inevitably going to say something. And of course, it's a 91-year-old mm-hmm. who hasn't worked in 30, 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's dumb. Uh, he's gonna lose that case. He has no leg to stand on. There's a reason why those rules are being implemented. Yep. Uh, in addition to them kicking out a certain number of members, or they're also increasing their women's uh, voting block by twenty two percent and the African American block by thirty five percent. That makes sense. In order to get a more diverse crowd, they're opening it up a little bit more lenient as to who's allowed in. Smart. Especially when it comes to those two demographics. You need it. Yep. You need to represent everybody who's in the industry. Not just 91-year-old white dudes. But he, he's voted every year. <laughs> so he, he should stay that's, voting. That's not how that that's works. That's not how that works, though. No. <laughs> All right, what else? That was uh, it for movies? That was it for movies. Wow, it was quick movies this week. Yeah, I didn't have a whole lot for movies. Good thing. Let's move it to Television! Television! Yeah. Alright, uh, do you want to do the Fox News now or later? Yeah, let's just do it. It's really quick. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Basically, they issued the statement about Roger Ailes, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Fox News ends up settling yep. with Gretchen Carlson for $20 million. Yep. Basically said, yeah, she was right. He was crappy. We apologize. Basically, on behalf of her and all the other women that were, you know, involved in some sketchy stuff with Roger Ailes. Yep. And also in addition to this, Greta Van Susteren, Susteren, yeah. Susteren decided that she's just going to leave. Abruptly leaves after 14 years. Sure, yeah. Yeah, just it, part of the fallout. Um, yeah, if, if, if you don't feel comfortable where you work, yeah. then yeah, you should be able to leave. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is actually was kind of refreshing to hear because I did not expect them to get ahead of this as fast as they did. Oh, they did. And as kindly as they did. Like, it's very smart because if they had waited too long... It would have been seen as kind of like a, well, I don't know what you're talking about, la, 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 move. And so the yep. fact that they actually addressed it and addressed it in the right way is actually surprisingly, like, surprisingly uh, progressive for Fox. Yeah, but you see, they got out in front of this. They said their apology. Yep. Everyone agreed. And now it's, it went away. And now, yes, exactly. They made it go away. Yep. Which, which is key. Which is what they wanted to do. As, wrong, as long as Ailes was still there, it would have never gone away. Yep. 
So, Fox News handling their business right for once. You know, good job. Yeah. And uh, moving on. Yeah. We have a new television show coming out. Among others. For among others, yes. <laughs> but this one is specifically for Netflix. Among Good. others. Alrighty, another Netflix show. What yes. We got? Uh, it's called White Rabbit Project. Okay. Have you heard of this? No. Yeah. So ooh, you haven't read anything about this yet. No, I've not. Okay. So this is a technically a spinoff, but not really. It's done in the spirit of MythBusters. Okay. Because it starts the same characters of MythBusters. Okay. Of Grant, Tori, and Carrie. Oh, okay. So it's the they get their own show. Yeah, they're getting their own show. Oh, okay. Yep, called White Rabbit Project. It's described as MythBusters in Wonderland, what? as they tackle subjects that you'd find when you quote when you go down the rabbit hole on the internet. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Dangerous. They're jumping off the deep end of the internet. Oh boy! Huh? And basically, it just sounds like MythBusters 2.0. Okay, that could be cool. Yeah, I, I see, we're having a resurgence of science on Netflix right now. Jeez. Yeah. With this, and then the uh, Bill Nye thing. Bill Nye show. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. This is good. Uh, they were the fun part of MythBusters. Uh, Adam and Jamie were always the yes and no nuts and bolts science. Yeah, I mean. I feel like they, yeah, there was a while there where they, they did seem to give the, quote, important myths, unquote, to the main two guys and yes. let them kind of play around with the small ones. Right. Or and the, like, time-consuming ones, the ones that lasted over, um, oh, where were you there for the that. first couple seasons? Yeah, I, well, I watched pretty much the entirety, run, right. the entire run of that thing. I don't know. I just never really got a good grip on who they were supposed to be. Oh, you mean like, like their background, character like what, wise. like what they excel at? It's like I didn't. Yeah. Watching it oh, there it goes. Hold on. Actually, we didn't lose any audio. All right, so characters. Right. Anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see how it is. Maybe that's what the purpose of the show, this new show, is: is to go more in depth and on them and. Yeah, we'll do some science. Stuff. Science. More science on Netflix. Science on Netflix. That's great. Yep. All right, what else? And uh, we have two shows to talk about. One is the roast of Rob Lowe, and the second yeah. one is Atlanta. So you did you watch the entire thing? I did end up watching the entire the, the thing. The roast, yeah. Yeah. No, about the roasts. They went hard. Uh, so let's talk about the roasts of uh, Rob Lowe. <laughs> yeah. Um, your roasters included comedians David Spade as your host, Pete Davidson, Peyton Manning, Jewel, Ann Coulter, Ralph Macchio, Rob Rickle, Jeff Ross, yep. and British Dude. <laughs> British Dude? Yeah. Who I, yeah, I, hadn't, I didn't know who he was, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... They went heavy on the sex scandal for Rob Lowe. Because of course you do. Yep. Outside of that, they went heavy on his uh, TV uh, cancellations. Yep. As you do. <laughs> and thirdly, they went heavy-handedly on Ann Coulter and why she was there. That's a good question. Why was Ann Coulter there? I don't know. I assume she was there to shell out her new book, which was Donald Trump-related. Of course. And two, anytime they cut to her, it looked like she had this fake smile. Like, is that funny? I don't know if that's funny. <laughs> right. Even when they were roasting her direct to her face, they're like, "Am I supposed to be laughing?" Or like, she did. She looked so out of place. Uh, almost as if she one hadn't watched a roast before. Right. Or two, uh, or I guess two wasn't briefed about what this was going to be. Yes. Or three. Didn't want to look either way because she was, knew she would be criticized either way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how to read that. I don't know. I couldn't read her face either. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, was it funny? Like, who was the best roaster? Uh, best roaster was Pete Davidson. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, right after he went, they showed a commercial for him. 
He's going to have a Comedy Central stand-up special. Good. Um, SMD. Pete Davidson, SMD. This sounds about right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I like I like him. He's, 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 he's pretty funny. Yep, he was good. Um, Rob Riggle was okay, just a lot of yelling. That sounds about right. David Spade was actually pretty good as a host. Uh, I see him instead of Jeff Ross up there. I heard Jewel got a few pot shots in. Yeah, Jewel was actually pretty good. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Jewel. Uh, her, yeah. <laughs> like, where the hell was she? Yeah, her, like, her, her and Peyton Manning were pretty much on the same level in terms Peyton of comedic Peyton delivery. Manning. Yep. Yeah, aka people who are not built to tell jokes. Yes. <laughs> Telling jokes anyways. Well, that's good. So it was, it was watchable, at least. It's watchable. Um, great. It's watchable for about halfway through. Then you start hearing the same jokes told different ways. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, that's the thing about the format of that thing. It's going to be in, like, what, an hour and a half? About an hour and a half. Yeah, about just basically just the going over the same material over and over again. So you kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah, for some reason, Jeff Frost was dressed up as Prince. I didn't get that. I didn't get it either. <laughs> All right. Anyways... Yeah. So yeah, not much to not talk much. about. Not much. It's a special. It's, it's a roast. It's a one you know time. if you'll enjoy this. Yeah. You, if you already know. If you know, yeah. If you like the roast, it's Comedy Central roast that they do. You're gonna enjoy it. Otherwise, it's already skipped. You don't have to worry about it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the roast as a, co- a concept. I feel like I see the point, but also I like to believe that comedy is a thing that can in, that can punch up more than can punch down. Yeah. And I feel like dedicating an hour and a half to punching down is kind of old-fashioned. Probably something that doesn't necessarily need to exist, but it's still, it just is there because it's always been there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It just feels a little old now. Uh, I'd be interested to see if, um, in the coming years, to see Comedy Central play with the format a little bit. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I'm just saying that's what I would like them to try. Because, you know, they already have things under the Comedy Central branding that are already doing a different kind of comedy. You know, like Broad City. Right. Amy Schumer. It's like there's stuff happening underneath the the format. Half of it is changing. Half of it is trying to stay the same. exactly. And uh, for the most part, I think it will change because Comedy Central, like Viacom, has had a couple shakeups that we've reported on. This is true. So, yeah, we'll see if the, those make sort of slow changes that happen over the course of years at the network. Yep. So, okay, cool. Uh, then, uh, yes, we also watched uh, FX's Atlanta. Yep. This is the Don Glover show. Donald Glover. Yes. Yes. Donald Glover uh, produced and Produced created and created and wrote, and wrote and stars. And stars. In Atlanta. Which, uh, it was, is not if, what you expect. If you watched any of the commercials, you would not know this was supposed to be a comedy. It turns out it's a comedy, and it's actually a pretty funny comedy. Yeah. You would never know. Also, it's the most interestingly paced show I've seen on television in a long time. It is not, it's, it's slow, but it's not plotting. You right. don't feel like it's boring. The pace is still... Things happen at a decent enough clip to keep you interesting, but it actually lets the characters and the setting breathe. They breathe and they develop, and it's, they let they let things happen. It's really interesting because you have you know the trend uh, of com- television comedy over the last few years has been the opposite of that, which is bring them into a scene, yeah. create your jokes, and get out. And go go go! I mean, part- some of my favorite shows are to blame for this trend. Parks and Rec and 30 Rock, Rock. Parks and Rec, you know, Arrested Development. Yes. They all kind of patented this. This is how you do comedy on on television. It's just beep, 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 gag, gag, gag. Right, Office. Here, this feels more like the stuff we're seeing on Netflix. Yeah. Master of None. I got a very distinctive Master of None feel. Where this is somebody who is, one, writing a show about personal experience. And two, letting letting the setting and the characters tell the story instead of it being about the gags. It's not about the jokes. It's about characters who are genuinely smart and are funny. Of course, it does fall into that, um, that trap, which is the, you know, it's the, you know the, the, the character, uh, the, lead, uh, the lead actor is also the creator because they get all the best lines. Yes. It definitely fit. That's the one thing that bugged me about this show, is that Donald Glover is the smartest guy in the room at all times. 
because it was written by Donald Glover. And you're always going to encounter that problem whenever you have something like that. Of course, you either get that or the opposite of that, which is, of course, the Tina Fey on 30 Rock rule, yes. where everything is self-deprecating instead. Also, see also Lena Dunham's character in Girls. Yes. So you either get one of the two, and I feel like this ends up on the side of the spectrum of Donald Glover wrote his the best jokes for Donald Glover, which I guess makes some sense. Yeah, I mean... But yeah. It makes sense. He is the lead. He is the funny guy. And he is, yeah. It's a, it's you let, you follow show. him, yeah. It's an interesting show so far. I'm not sure where it's going to go from here. Um, but the first two episodes, it kind of started with a dual, like a double double feature, kind of two episodes on uh, in one kind of thing. Right, which most uh, pilots typically do that, long specials. Yeah, and so it was like, yeah, it, it was entertaining. It was uh, watchable. Uh, we'll probably uh, keep up with it because it does seem kind of cool. Yep. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah. Also, update from last week, I did not go back to the kid town. <laughs> of course you didn't. Because I'm scared. <laughs> that is an exhausting thing. Whatever That thing is exhausting. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go back to that. Okay. So that's television. What that's we all got? I got for television. Renewals uh, and cancellations. Renewals and cancellations. The big renewal that everyone was hyped about was yeah. Narcos. Nachos. Yep. Not getting one, but two more seasons. And we learned today that apparently they will be in 4K. Yes. On Netflix. We'll so if you have a 4K television, you'll know, watch that. We'll get to that later. We'll talk more about 4K a little later. Yep. So season three will premiere next year, 2017. And season four will be after that. There we go. Also uh, renewed is Dark Matter and Killjoys. Both on sci-fi, both getting season three of 2017. Sure, okay. Also, Queen of the South, uh, USA, gets a second season. Sure. As for your cancellations, AMC decided to cancel Feed the Beast okay. after one season. I don't know what that is, but all right. Really, nobody was watching it. Yep. And uh, FX, in a surprise move, yes. has decided to cancel Tyrant. Tyrant. After three seasons. Which basically was Middle Eastern Godfather, from what I understand. Yes. Yeah. And as of tonight, will be its final episode. So you better, if you like Tyrant, better tune in tonight. Or if you want to check out to see how it ends and see <laughs> if you might be interested in going back and binging it. The answer is no. All series, the entire series. Go for it, I guess. You can try it tonight. <laughs> tonight. So after you hear this, or before, before this podcast goes up. <laughs> also uh, canceled was the Lifetime original show, Devious Maids. <laughs> okay. Guess how many seasons this thing had? Seven. Four. Okay. Yeah. Overshot. <laughs> Overshot. Because <laughs> usually I get it wrong because I undershoot. Right, and because of the way I set it up. <laughs> right, yeah. You made, it, you made it sound like this thing has been on for like a decade or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> secretly running in a corner somewhere. Secret running on Lifetime, just the well, one thing know. that's making it money. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know what's going on on Lifetime right yeah. now. All right. All right, fair enough. All right, here comes the uh, unfortunate news. Yeah, all right. First one is uh, Hugh O'Brien. Hugh O'Brien. Yep. 91, died of several health issues, huh. was the star of TV's The Life and Legend of Wyatt Earp. Ah, okay. Ran on ABC from 1955 to 1961. Got it. Uh, Just a little fun fact about him. Um, He was actually born Hugh Cramp, K-R-A-N-P-E. Okay. However, his first playbill misspelled his name, uh, leaving out the M, being (laughs) (laughs) K-R-A-P-E. And so he didn't want his name to be known as Hugh Crap. Yeah. So he took his mother's maiden name, O'Brien, spelled R-E-I-N. However, when they decided to do the credits, they misspelled that too. (laughs) (laughs) This guy just has bad luck. Yeah. So that's how he ended up with O'Brien, B-R-I-A-N. Well, the more you know. Yep. All right. Also uh, departing us, mm-hmm. Leslie H. Marlinson. Okay. 101. Wow. Broke 100. 
Yep. Director of Batman the Movie. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. The first Batman it's the Movie. 60s. Yes. Batman the Movie. Yep. Which, that, that thing was shot in 27 days. I believe that. He was a... T- Actually. Well, because he was the TV director for it. Right. And then, in between seasons one and two, they decided to shoot a movie over the course of the month break. So everyone could keep working and no one would, like, be out of a paycheck for a month. Mm-hmm. And they shot Batman the movie in 27 days. Yep. It's that pretty funny. Sounds, sounds about right. Fun facts. Um, he was also the TV director for The Roy Rogers Show. As well as TV westerns Maverick, Cheyenne, and Sugarfoot. Crime stories such as Mannix. Ironside, and 77 Sunset Strip. Oh. Action shows, such as Mission Impossible, Six Million Dollar Man, and The Bionic Woman. Dramas, such as Dallas and Eight is Enough. As well as comedies, The Brady Bunch, Love, American Style, and Different Strokes. Uh, Love, American Style is uh, the name of the television show. Yes. <laughs> Love American Style. Yes, Love American Style. Well, it's because written love, comma, American know. Style. I know, that's why I said that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, this guy's uh, been around for a wow. long time. Yeah, really. Storied history. Yep. And lastly, the last person to unfortunately was today, uh, this week. Mm-hmm. I would probably uh, would have missed this because it happened over the weekend. Uh-huh. Um, the name is Jerry Heller, age 75. Yes, yes this happened. Yes. Who, if you've seen, uh, if you Straight. know anything, one, about hip-hop history, and two, if you've recently seen Straight, Straight Out of Compton, Compton, you might know who this is. Yep. Uh, he died of a medical emergency following a car crash. So, uh, Jerry Heller was an agent and promoter for uh, CCR, mm-hmm. Clarence Clearwater Revival, Marvin Gaye, The Who, and Black Sabbath. In the yep. 60s and 70s. And then? And then he decided, to, and then he came across uh, Easy e and decided to co-found Ruthless Records, yep. which lost the careers of N.W.A. Also, he was played by Paul Giamatti <laughs> in Straight Outta Compton. In the movie, yes. Yep. 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 Uh, so kind of a polarizing figure in yep. general, you could say. It seems like um, he wasn't the most... Um, Friendly man to a lot of people. He might not have been the most business. friendly, but he was a businessman. He was a businessman. Right. He actually, uh, the last, last time he was in the news was him suing uh, the producers of Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. For portraying him in a negative light. Right. Saying that this will, that people will know his name from this movie and think that he was either a bad dealer or somehow like screwed people out of money when in fact he was a businessman. And this is part of doing business. Yes. And yes and no. Yes, that's true, I guess. And he d- there's even that scene in the movie where he says those exact words. Yes. So I don't know. It's open to interpretation. Well, actually, if you want to know more, he actually wrote a memoir right. of him with uh, titled Ruthless. Yes. My memoirs. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And uh, that's it. That's all I have for... Uh, for death. Let's go into uh, Billboard. So, Billboard's quick this week. Uh, your top five singles did not change. Your number one song is still Closer uh, by the Chainsmokers featuring Halsey, which started being played on the radio way more often this week than before. So yeah. I've heard it, like, probably five times this week. Okay. Um, but your album list, huge shakeup this week. Most of the top five has changed. We have three new albums debuting in the top five What? This week. Yes. Your number one album this week. Not Barbara Streisand. The fuck? With Encore Movie Partner Sing Broadway. Which is, I think, like, I think I read Barbara Streisand's 11th. Number one debut? Uh, not number one. 11th uh, album to debut in the top five for Billboard 200. Wow. So, Barbara Streisand earns another number one album. Somehow, and... wow, okay, sure, uh... Yeah. Okay. Your number two is also a debut this week. Your number two is Dig Your Roots by Florida Georgia Line. Everyone's favorite country (laughs) music band. (laughs) 
the, your number three is also a debut this week. Glory by Britney Spears premieres this week. Wait, that's that, that is new out. album. That is out. That's an the album. Album is out. Huh. This is an album chart, Mike. So okay. yes, it is an album. <laughs> that album's out. Believe it or not, Britney Spears has an album out. So and making it into the top five. Yes, instantly. Your yeah. number four is a view. Uh, there's some other. Uh, movers and Shakers, Jeffrey by Young Thug premieres at number eight this week. Uh, there's a new De La Soul album at number 12. The new Ingrid Michaelson, uh, It Doesn't Have to Make Sense, debuted at number 19. No, it doesn't. None of this makes sense. Pretty much it. So yeah, uh, weird, weird week for Billboard. Yep. But, uh, but yeah. Let's talk about other music. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Hot 100, though. It's so hot. Yeah, so top five hasn't changed, right? It has not this week. Toronto Pilot still has those two singles on top five? This is truth. Well, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. They're only the third rock band to ever do that. Yeah. Have I was two singles in the top five. I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking about like how they have like three songs right now that are jumping around radio. One that was in the top five and two that are currently in the top five. Right. Of course, you know, the most recent one, the only reason why that one's bouncing around is because of the Suicide Squad. Yes. But the other two, surprising staying power for those guys. Yeah, Ride's been a hit of the summer, actually. Surprise hit. Yeah, 21 Pilots came out of kind of nowhere. Yeah. And then kind of, yeah, just starting becoming a hit machine. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if they can keep it up beyond the end of this year. It'll be interesting to see if they keep up with their second album. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite uh, music quotes is, you have a lifetime to write your first album, yep. and only two years to write your second. <laughs> yep. This is 100% <laughs> true. I like that. Uh, there's a new Lady Gaga single this week. Uh, we're going to get to that. Yeah. Uh, that. So anyways, uh, the reason I brought that up was... People, uh, well, I was thinking about people who take a while between albums. Yes. Uh, so uh, the other two uh, rock acts, that have managed to have two uh, singles in the top five. Yes. Are. Um, let's see if I can guess them. Yes. Linkin Park. No. No. Oh, Fleetwood Mac. No. No. Uh, they go older. Older. <laughs> oh boy, uh, the Beatles. Yes. Okay. And the Rolling Stones. Uh no. No. Beatles actually did it four times. Over the right. course of their career. Um, the King. Oh, Elvis Presley. Yep, he's not a band. Well, it says rock acts. Fair enough. Yep, and also yes, Lady Gaga will be uh, having her new single called "Perfect Illusion" premiere this Friday. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting to see what direction she's gone. I mean, Lady Gaga has had a lot, a very interesting last couple of years. She kind of, the pop stuff kind of fizzled out. Her last album didn't do as well as she was hoped. Pop art? Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was pretty strong. Um, it was better than Miley Cyrus's Bangers <laughs> that came out the same year. Uh, but um, I, I think that in the last couple of years, though, she's kind of gone in a different direction. She did uh, the duets album with Tony Bennett, won the Grammy for that. She, she did, did uh, uh, the, American Horror Story. She did American Horror Story on FX, and she did, most importantly... That um, David Bowie tribute. Oh yes. At the at the um, what, uh, what Gra- show was that? Not the Grammys. Was that the Grammys? Was that the Grammys? I think that may have been the Grammys. Yes. Okay. Some award show. Uh, and so she's kind of back in the public conscious. So I think that this is a good time to release more music because it's a way of her saying, "Yes, I'm Lady Gaga that I used to be, but I'm also this nuanced Lady Gaga that I've been the last few years." I think this is going to be a really interesting time in her career. So I'm looking forward to hearing what that thing sounds like on Friday. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, other um, things getting released, finally. George Carlin. I don't know if you saw this, but he recorded a stand-up special called I Kind of Like It When a Lot of People Die. <laughs> Okay. He recorded this on September 10th, 2001. Oh, boy. Yeah. Guess what happened the next day? I, 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 can get, I, I think I know. Yep, 9-11. Yeah. September 11th. So, he basically shelved this thing. Yeah, smart. Yep. 
Uh, and it's been shelved, and he died in 2008. And this thing was basically locked away, kept to the estate. Until now. <laughs> Thank you, infomercial. <laughs> Until now. Yes. Um, so, the, the title is I Kind of Like It When a Lot of People Die. will be released on September 16th. Which includes uh, jokes about a fart so potent it blew up an airplane. <laughs> okay. As well as <laughs> a plane crashing and being blamed on Osama Bin Laden. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's timely. Yeah. Right before, yeah. So, if so, you want yeah. an insight as to why this thing was shelved. <laughs> that's why. That's why. Also, <laughs> it's kind of good to get new George Carlin material. Sure. Has it been long enough to where this might be okay to listen to? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. We'll, we'll find out. Um, I mean, yeah. We'll see what the reaction is to this thing. I mean, yes, it was a different a different time. I mean, as I kind of mentioned earlier, comedy has changed in a lot of in interesting ways over the last 30 years. And so I think that his style is very indebted to the style of his time in right. the 1970s. You know, and so even 2001 George Carlin, I don't know if that plays in 2016. I don't know. So I guess we will find out. Yeah. Well, um, because he had a contract to do to put out a special, mm -hmm. two weeks after 9-11, he recorded a different special, okay. which was uh, con something in Consequences. I forget what it was called. Okay. But yeah. But anyways, this is a shelled one coming out on September 16th. Interesting. Okay. And also coming out uh, later is a documentary called Supersonic. Okay. You might be interested in this one. Okay. It's a documentary about the rise and fall of a band from the producer of Amy. Okay. The Amy Winehouse picture. Right. This uh, Supersonic will follow the band Oasis. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, we'll be in cinemas with a live satellite event on October the 2nd, but then it'll be released on Blu-ray Digital at the end of the month on mm -hmm. October 31st. Okay. So for all you Supersonic fans, I mean Oasis fans <laughs> out there who like more than just Water Wonderwall. I almost heard, I almost heard the crickets right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because outside of Wonderwall... <laughs> I don't like Oasis. Okay. Actually, that much. But, sounds interesting, though. Yeah. Liam and Noel Gallagher are some weird, weird dudes. I I like uh, music docs. I like documentaries in general. Yes. So, this yeah. might be something I'll eventually check out. Might be interesting. I don't know. We'll yeah. And lastly, in music news, we're going to talk about Asteroid 17473. What? <laughs> Otherwise known as Freddie Mercury. Uh, because this past weekend was Freddie Mercury's birthday. It was. So the International, uh, the IAU, International Astronomy University, okay. something, uh, decided to name this asteroid after Freddie Mercury oh. for his 70th birthday. That's nice. Yeah. It appears for only three seconds uh, in blips. Okay. Because uh, only one third of it actually shines. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. It's interesting why they chose it, but also interesting that, hey, you can look in the sky and say, look at Freddie Mercury go. And don't, and so don't stop it now. He's not stopping now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's having a good time. Having a good time. Yeah, Etc. Yep. All right, cool. Yeah. Is that it for music? Uh, oh, and lastly, Jimmy Eat World announced a new U.S. tour. Of course they did. And that's it. That's all I have. I want to add a couple things. Uh, okay. Kanye West had his uh, Yeezy Season 4 fashion show today. Oh, I didn't want to mention that. Uh, this was also, the only reason why I'm mentioning it is because he confirmed that the Drake collab album is happening. Oh. They are <laughs> working on a collaboration between the two of them. So there will be a Kanye West Drake collab thing dropping sometime. Did not confirm when. He just said it was happening. Did he show off his Yeezy shoes? I'm sure he did. I know about his fashion stuff. 
<laughs> cool that he's doing it. I just don't care. No more white cotton t-shirts? Yeah, probably more white cotton <laughs> t-shirts. Actually, I don't know. Kim Kardashian was wearing some sort of weird silver thing today. It was like all silver, so I don't know. Of course she was. Yep, silver. All right, yep. video games. All right, games. Stuff happened with games this week. Yeah, there's a new Apple product yeah, announcement today. Yeah, I guess we today. should address this really quickly. It's not really games, but it's game tangential. It, uh, yeah, it is actually game tangential, yes. Real quick, I want to address the, the elephant in the room. Yes, that freaking thing doesn't have a headphone jack on it. Yes. Those idiots. So, which means that you have to do either Bluetooth or NFC. The smart thing is, is they actually do both in the box. They include both the AirPods, yes. which are the their stupid name for the new headphones that are, I guess, wireless. Yep. And they also include a lightning adapter for an existing headphone jack, if you have one. That being said, it's still dumb. They're still alienating a lot of people with that thing. I have no idea what they're doing, and I think it's a bad idea. Yep. Also, uh, so anyway, we're talking about the iPhone 7 and 7 yes, Plus. I should have mentioned that. Yeah, yes. The iPhone 7. The, the difference, main difference between these two is that the iPhone 7 Plus will have a second camera. So there's that, yes. I guess, if you want that. Yep. Uh, but the game news that came out of this thing is actually well, yes, interesting. Because uh, Nintendo himself, Shigeru Miramoto, <laughs> appeared on stage. To reveal the thing that everybody kind of felt was inevitable when Nintendo announced they were doing mobile games, which is a Mario Endless Runner. Yep. However, this is Endless Runner is a side-scroller Endless Runner. Yeah, so was Rayman, uh, or uh, whatever the hell that Rayman thing was called. Right. So, so it's, it's been done. Right, so unlike Temple Run, which is you run straight and straight swipe ahead. right or left, this, is, this has is the perspective of a traditional Mario game. Yep, where you hold the button down to jump, and hold, while you hold it, the higher you jump, and tap for fireballs and other stuff. And it has the wonderfully focus-tested name of Super Mario Run. Yep. Because they couldn't be bothered to come up with something better than that. So that is what it is. I don't know. That sounds dumb. Apparently it'll be on iPhone first and then Android later. Yep. We'll see how that is. I probably will not play it. Also, this pushes back the uh, Animal Crossing yeah. and Monster Hunter the till hell? 2017. Let me know when that mobile Animal games. Crossing mobile game comes out. I'm all over that. Yep. If that's just straight up Animal Crossing, that'd be the best time waster ever. Yeah. But anyways, mm -hmm. um, so oh, that also, was the Apple thing. Yeah, also uh, the thing they were really hyping, I saw, was a real-time collab called iWork. Yeah. Which is basically Google Docs. It's Google Docs. <laughs> so that's not really here nor there for a video game segment. No, I just thought it was funny how they yeah. the whole segment dedicated to it. And the whole time looking at it, like, it's just Google Docs. It's Google Docs. It's Google Docs. This thing, Apple takes ideas that already exist and try to make you, con like, convinced that they created it. Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess the other thing that's tangentially video game related is they confirmed that there will be a version of Pokemon Go for the iWatch. Yes. Sorry, for Apple Watch. The thing's Apple not Watch. called iWatch. My bad. Yeah. Also, uh, Sia performed. Right, which is weird. Yes. Okay, sure. Well, it was weird because they Sia had Sia there performing... performing while they played the music video in the background. Yeah. It was weird. Then again, hey, Sia's earning her paycheck. That's good for me. Yep. Like Sia earning money for doing what yep. she does. Apple usually does these uh, random performances at the end of their uh, conferences. So good for her. I think last year was just Dave Grohl. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yep. Earn her paycheck. Yep. Good job, Sia. Okay. All right. Now Get let's talk about stuff. this uh, this uh, Keanu in the room. So we're talking about PlayStation. Yes. We're talking which, about the artist formerly known as Neo. Yes. So the reason why I say formerly known is... Because okay, they're not going to call it Neo. Reported last week, uh, today was the day of the PlayStation... What did they call this thing? PlayStation Pro. Media event or something like that, where everybody knew they were going to reveal what was known as the PlayStation Neo. Also, this was going to be the coming out party for the PlayStation Slim, a thing that YouTube has already known existed for a couple weeks now. Yep. But uh, since Sony needs to apparently get out in front of um, everybody and actually say these things actually exist, they did a big show today. It was only about an hour long. Uh, it wasn't even an hour long. 45 minutes. It's like minutes. maybe 40 minutes. But yeah, where in which they first addressed the fact that Slim does in fact exist. Yep. Confirmed that it will be released, what, next Thursday, I think they said? Something like that. Was it next Thursday? It's like soon. It's like something ridiculously soon. But yeah, and they said it, yeah. was, it was coming out and that would be an option at two ninety nine. Yep, I said this will be the Slim will now become the standard so yeah, model. So get your PlayStation 4 facts right now because they're going to go out of fashion 
you can only get the slim model if you just want the regular PS4 and why I say yep, that. You won't get that uh, nice light that goes right across the top. <laughs> no. But if you like your lights, I've got a program for I got a product for you and it's called PS4 Pro. Yeah. So Pro is the big thing they want to announce. This is the uh, higher clock speed, better GPU, HDR, and 4K compatible this is PlayStation 4 that Sony had had yep. rumored for a while. This is their Neo that they were hiding and hyping and eventually revealed. This is their to Microsoft's Scorpio, except they did a better... They did one up on the Scorpio. Yep. They showed footage. Yes. And it was pretty impressive. Well, except for one thing. Um, they showed several games running on pro hardware. Oh, I should have probably also mentioned they dragged Mark Cerny out to talk about the actual technical specs of that thing. Yeah, he looks like he didn't belong. Mark Cerny always looks like he doesn't belong. It was In funny. Fact, on the Giant Bomb stream, they actually made a pretty funny joke. One of the guys was like, Mark Cerny just seems like one of those dudes who just cannot be normal. <laughs> and he said, like, I bet even when he goes to his apartment complex, as soon as he, like, takes off his hat and, like, relaxes, he just dissipates into light and just hovers in the room. <laughs> because he can't exist as a human being for too long. <laughs> he just is. He exists. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much that's Mark Cerny. He's just, like, he's the obvious. He's one of those guys where you know he's the smartest guy in the room. Right. Like, at all times. Oh, he proved it today. Oh, yeah. So he went over about, like, how he actually broke down pretty good about what HDR and 4K means. Yeah. Which, to the layman, layman is often hard to, to describe. 4K is essentially just resolution, but HDR is a little more complex. Right. Because there's basically no way to show somebody what HDR is unless you have a display capable of HDR. It's lighting. It's basically better lighting, better saturated mm -hmm. lighting, better colors. Except, again, there's no way to communicate that unless you are looking at a display that is running HDR. So we actually did a fairly good job of showing that on a stream, knowing very well that literally no one watching that stream could see the HDR effects right. that we were showing. I could tell. That being said, well, yes, you could tell because it's literally your job. It's literally my job. It's literally your job. To know <laughs> literally part of my job yes. is dynamic range. <laughs> so, yes. Um, but anyways... They showed some footage of some games, uh, actually a, lot, a, few, a handful of games. Um, confirmed that a couple of our uh, of our uh, worries about it. First of all, unlike the Scorpio, remember after Microsoft revealed the Scorpio, there were some choice quotes from Microsoft execs, basically saying, "Hey, there's basically no reason to own this thing if you own just an HDTV." Sony went up and got ahead of that by saying, absolutely there's a reason to own this thing if you have an HDTV. Yep. Basically saying that even using the P PS4 Pro on a regular-ass regular HDTV will still use better effects and better detail than if used on a normal PS4. So basically confirming you don't need a 4K or HDR-compatible television to take advantage of it. It's just recommended to get the most out of it. Mm -hmm. So essentially, what that creates now is every developer has three different benchmarks for games for PS4 now. There is make it run decent on PS4 normal. Yes. Or slim. Uh, there is make a make a game that will run on an HD TV on PS4 Pro. 1080 HD. Yep, 1080 HD. Then there is the third and the most important, I guess you could make an argument for to make it make it run good on 4K in 4K on a Pro. Right, which I think if both uh, Xbox and PlayStation are pushing 4K, that your AAA developers will be pushing that as well. I'm talking EA, Ubisoft, yes. and Bethesda. In fact, EA and Activision both got ahead of this thing. EA showed the first gameplay footage of Mass Effect Andromeda, which has, I guess, a little bit of platforming mixed into the mix. Yep. Um, otherwise didn't look too crazy um, Activision showed some footage of Infinite War Call of Duty Infinite Warfare which looked really shiny <laughs> I don't know it was alright it looked like Call of Duty a campaign um, and Sony play showed a bunch of um, footage of some first party stuff including a big chunk of Horizon Zero Dawn which still looks awesome and um, some footage of some games that have already come out, but will uh, be patched to include some PS4 Pro updates. Yes. Including, but not limited to, uh, the most recently uh, released uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Um, right, that's Uncharted 4. It came out last week. Yeah, it came out two last weeks week. Ago. Um, Uncharted 4 uh, will take advantage of the yep. HDR. Uh, Shadow of Mordor, a game that came out two years ago, we'll will also be patched. It looked good. I like Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. 
I think that was my game of the year for 2015. I think it was most people's game yeah. of the year that year because nothing else came out. Yeah. Uh, except for, I liked Infamous better, but I'm one of the few. Right. Also, they showed off Infamous last First Light. Yes, First Light uh, will be patched as well to have HDR effects on uh, Fetch's yep. neon powers. Yep. So they did a pretty good job of communicating what that thing is, uh, yep. what to expect from it, what the difference is in quality, something that Microsoft has done none of. Right. Which was really important. All, yes. I like that they said that all uh, 40 million units that have been sold yes. will be HDR uh, so, yeah. updated. That's the other thing. is Apparently HDR is not that hard to implement because they're patching it into the firmware. Everybody's guessing that the, by firmware they mean 4.0, which is probably what's coming out next week. Right. It says next week. So that will be out next week probably with the entire 4.0 firmware upgrade. Expect, it, expect that next week. And uh, the last thing basically to address here is, of course, the release date and price. This thing is coming out in November. November this 10th. This year. So, right, November 10th. Two weeks right before holiday season. So meaning my prediction that this thing would be shelved until VR came out is absolutely wrong. Nope. VR is still coming out uh, uh, first. It'll be out next month in October. Yes. That being said, I'm afraid that they are cannibalizing that thing and everybody will have forgotten about VR by the time that the Pro comes out. That being said, we'll see. Maybe they'll get better messaging out for that. The other thing is VR completely skipped, uh, except for a passive mention that yes, in fact, Pro will run VR games, PlayStation VR games, at, quote, twice the resolution, unquote, that the regular PS4 will. However, this did not at all confirm the speculation that it will not require that breakout box. Mm -hmm. So chances are you will still have to buy the breakout box with the VR package. Also, no mention of a bundle including PS4 uh, Pro and uh, VR. I think it's too soon for that. Maybe. Maybe that's your uh, spring of next year push. Yeah. When sales start to lag. But yeah, overall, uh, short show, sweet show, but hey, they did the thing that Sony's been doing really, really well the last couple of years is getting the message out as clear as, and concise as possible. Right. That's, I like Sony's press conferences because they don't diddle doubt. They don't have to go back on their word and say, oh, well, this is what we really mean. There's or, no bloat. Yes. Microsoft's been all bloat the la with the entire run of the Xbox One. They can't figure out what they th want that thing to be. They want it to be too many things. Sony wants the PS4 to be one thing, and it's, it comes out very clear that that's the case. Oh, funny enough, I watched the stream on YouTube. And immediately after I saw the, the Sony press conference, yeah. the first ad I saw was for the Xbox One S. That sounds about right. <laughs> and every ad after that was for the Xbox One S as well. So, yep. so yeah. For some reason, YouTube thinks I have plaque psoriasis. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> okay. So that was it pretty much it for the Sony thing. Yep. Seems cool. Seems I probably cool. won't buy that thing, but I we, don't know. We don't need it. We don't need it. PS4 works fine. Yep. Um... And then uh, elsewhere in the video game world, there was more, a little bit of Pokemon news. Your weekly trickle of Sun and Moon. Oh, yeah. I didn't put that down here because it seems like every two weeks they're going to put out a little well, video. I just won't briefly mention it. Uh, the Sun and Moon are going to be 12 hours apart. So basically when Sun is daytime, Moon is nighttime, no matter where you're playing it. Of course, based on you using the clock on the 3DS correctly. Yes. Obviously, if you do change it some of the time, that will differ. But right. basically, basically rule, basic rule of thumb is, if it is during the daytime on your moon game, the moon uh, moon game will be nighttime and opposite for sun. So that's kind of neat. Also, it may change some of the events of the game slightly uh, to reflect the difference in time. Uh, they also have, uh, uh, revealed a couple more Pokemon and also uh, including one called Type Null. Yes, uh, I think that's what its name was. <laughs> Which I think the internet thinks is a is a joke, like is basically a missing no joke. Yes. Um, and the um, uh, and some sort of thing called mysterious ultra, ultimate beast or something like that, which seems to be a Pokemon that maybe shape shifts. We're not sure yet. The internet has a lot of theories about that as well. Yep. Confirmed also, there's some sort of science team that yes, is going to be team. basically the equivalent to team the good Flair. team as opposed to your bad team, which is Skull. Right. And also, lastly, a a lowland radicate that is fat. Yep. It's fat and black. It's fat. And it's chubby cheeks. So that's your Pokemon update. That thing is still coming out in November, and I can't wait. Yep. We're gonna day one. Yep. Yep. Oh, pictures. You can take pictures. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> There's Pokemon Snap involved. However, kind it's of. not Pokemon Snap. It's kind of. It's it's just like with a Pokemon uh, X and Y, or sorry, yeah, X and Y. There's certain places where you can take a picture. It'll it'll basically basically point out that you can take a picture here. It just looks a little more interactive this time. Yeah. Also, um, they actually confirmed that you'll be able to collect Zygarde oh, in yeah. order to create Zygarde. Zygarde. Yeah. So there will be some sort of plot push for Zygarde, even though I feel like. Everybody has a Zygarde if they play through X or Y. Yeah. But whatever. Well, they have Zygarde 50%. You have Zygarde 50%. No, that's actually what it's called, Zygarde 50%. <laughs> I know. And you, the, the wolf is Zygarde 10%. You have Plaque Zygarde. It's called Zygarde 100% <laughs> complete form. That's what you're trying you to Zygarde push for. You <laughs> Alrighty, anyways. What else video games? Or is that it? Hey, that's it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, that'll do uh, it then for the yeah. Beanie Bow Podcast. This was... Uh, under an hour. Good job. Yep. Wow, look at that. Just over an hour. So, uh, yep, tune in next week. We'll be back. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to follow us on Facebook, we're Media Boat Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're Media Boat Cast. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, please do. All our, or our, our last 10 episodes were there. 20 uh, are, 20 last 20 are on iTunes. Last, uh, leave us a, me- uh, Lisa, le- wow, I can't speak. Leave us a review. Give us some stars. Give us some loving. And we'll be back next week another episode yep um look forward to that uh stuff will happen over the course of the week stuff will happen we will shall report on it even if it doesn't we will still report on it all right okay bye